we're just gonna just gonna just just hold just for one second Joel you just keep Joel just keep playing there's something really important as soon as we start to engage with us we engage with who we are and then we go oh yes I'm a child of God I'm no longer a slave to fear how he loves me you know oh he loves me so much and it, it, kind of, it, it kind of can get into this place where it is all about me and he does, he does love me, but he loves us. You know, he loves who we are. And what's really interesting tonight is I really believe that there is a, a level of liberty that people are, gonna be, are being invited into from a place of encounter. But it's an encounter with who he is. His love and is it, God's love isn't external to who he is. God is love. So it's not an external thing where we then pick up a bit of His love and we go, okay, I've got some in my pocket. No, we encounter Him because He is love. And Jesus is here tonight to engage people in His love because He is love. Because He is love. You know, I had a very interesting experience this week. I was, I was in a, how many people have ever had a religious thought in your head, maybe no one here, but I, I didn't think there was much religion in me, but I was in, the, in, the, in this experience and I was driving my car and I, I, I felt Jesus say to me, I want you to listen to a particular song by a band called Coldplay. And I was like, sure. You know, I don't mind Coldplay. Normally it's when it's raining outside and I'm reminiscing about the UK and having a cup of coffee, you know, with the pity party uh, spirits. But, but, but on this occasion, Jesus said to me, I want you to listen to this song, this one particular song. And, and I started to listen to this song and suddenly I was translated into, a, into like an auditorium where Coldplay were playing this song live. And Jesus was standing next to me and he was wearing a headband, wearing a red headband. And, and he, was, he was really, uh, really into the song and he was really into Coldplay playing what they were playing. And, and as I looked over at him, he was just tapping his foot and he was really enjoying it. He was like, are you enjoying this? This is like really, really good. And the song that he asked me to listen to was called Head Full of Dreams. And this is what he said to me. He said, Daryl, I love it when your head is full of dreams. And this is about dreaming with God. And this is really interesting because I'm like, you can engage me in a Coldplay, you know, in a vision of a Coldplay concert. And then the, an hour later, one of, our, one of my friends sent me a picture of the Head Full of Dreams concert and the picture of the auditorium of the concert an hour later and said, God told me to send you this picture. Well, should we stretch it a tiny bit further? God could have actually, do you think God could have actually taken me into the concert? Do you think Jesus could have actually been at the back of a Coldplay concert with a headband on, hanging out with one of his kids and saying, I love this one? Isn't that crazy? Isn't it good? Let's give the Lord a shout of praise. Come on. Come on. Woo! He is so, so good. He really is. And so, it's going to be a really good night tonight. I hope you guys are doing well. I just feel like, you're no longer a slave to fear. That was an awesome song, isn't it? Do you guys enjoy that one? You know, we're in a very interesting season on the earth at the moment. And it's a season that we need to be close to God like never before. How many of you know that's true? We really need the intimacy of God. Uh, we need to be, really need to be close to God. And I just want to give you guys a, f a number of scriptures just to go through. I really felt that the Lord was impressing on my heart this thing about connecting with Him and connecting with His unconditional love for us. And so I'd like, first of all, to just put up um, John uh, chapter 1, verse 12. And I hope this will, you, you guys will catch where we're going with this. And it says this, it says, but let's all read it together. But as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, even to those who believe in his name. And the word right there is the word authority. You guys know that. It's actually the word exousia. So for those people who believed in his name, he gave them the exousia. Everyone say exousia to become the children of God. And this is really, really important because when we become his children, we become, we start to carry new levels of authority. Someone say authority. And this is really, really important that it, just by believing, you get to carry a brand new level of authority. How crazy is that? But this is really interesting that how many people enjoyed 
uh, I always say Les Leslie and Beale. But how many, how many of you enjoyed Adrian and Leslie over the last couple of weeks? Wasn't it absolutely amazing? And how many people, when you were here, you heard the song? I, we, at the beginning of the first session, we did this song, and it was about the children of God. It was about the sun's rising. How many people remember that song? And it was like, I can't actually remember the, the tag, but it was sun's arising. Or, uh, can anyone remember it? Anyway, it was really good. I really enjoyed it. And... Um, what was really interesting in that tag is it was more than a tag for me because the Lord started to speak to me about sons rising. And he started to say, sons can't rise until they know that they're sons. Sons can't rise until they actually know that they're sons. And I'm like, well, what does that mean? And he said, it's a revelation of sonship that actually allows you to ascend. He said, it's a, lev- it's a revelation of sonship that allows you to ascend. And then so he started to take me on this beautiful journey of what it is to ascend and what sonship really is and so I started to journey into that and I said okay what what does this look like and he said to me I am a good father and I raise I raise sons the right way and I really believe that the Lord wants to today talk to us about what it is to be raised up as his sons free from fear free from bondage and be in a place where actually mature in order that we can set literally set the captives free but actually set creation free as a result of what we what we end up walking into. So first of all, let's go to Romans chapter 8, verse 15. Let's read this together. It says, For you have not received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of adoption as sons by which we cry out, Abba, Father. And the word adoption there is actually the word, I said it earlier, the word weos thea. What does the word weos mean? Someone shout it out. What does it mean? Sons. Who, wow, you guys are really good. And so the weos thea. So it says you have not received a spirit of, uh, sorry, received a spirit of slavery leading to fear again, but you have received a spirit of weos thea as sons by which we cry Abba Father. So this weos thea, the first word is sons, but this word thea is to be put in place. Weos thea means sons being put back in their place or being put in their place. And so what the Lord is saying in this season is he's saying as we get a revelation of sonship, he, you are gonna find yourself or we are gonna find ourselves actually put back in the place where we belong. Put back in the place that we belong. And the place that we belong is ruling and reigning with him in him from heavenly places and seeing the earth really set free as a result of who we are. Doesn't it say that creation waits in eager expectation for the sons of God to be revealed? What's the word revealed in the original Greek, Todd? You talk about it, it's apocalypso. Isn't that right? It's apoc- he talks about it all the time. He does it, he unveiled, revealed. I'm just trying to trick him. It's very rarely do I actually get get Todd on something. I think I did it on one thing once and I wrote it down, put it in my phone and I was like, I'll never forget the day that I knew something that Todd didn't. And it's only been once in, in about nine years or eight or nine years. Okay, so, okay, so we've got this thing, we austere. So there's something that God wants us to know at the moment, that he is really pouring out a spirit of adoption in order that we would know who we are and that we can be put in our rightful place in a place of ruling and reigning in him. This is so, so important. So in that then, the Lord started to speak to me about what, who he was from the beginning. How many of you know God was a father from the beginning? He's always been a father. How many of you know that his name is Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace? You know, it says that in the book of Isaiah. So what's really interesting then is the Lord is speaking to me about what it looks like for him to come into a place, for us to come into a place of this revelation where we understand that he won't leave us as we are, but he is dedicated, everyone say dedicated to bringing us into more of who we're called to be as mature sons, we are sons of God. So if you could put up the book, the Psalm scripture that I gave you, that'd be awesome. Okay, let's read this one together as well. God makes a home for the lonely. You can read it. Awesome. God makes a home for the lonely. There's other, who knows what it says in other versions. It says God puts the lonely into families. God puts the solitary into families. And it says this, the word solitary in the original Hebrew is this beautiful word and it's the word yahid. Someone say yahid. Yahid. 
And this is so crazy. So the word solitary is the word yahid. But the word in the original rendering actually means, one of the words, one of the renderings means only son. He puts the sons in a family. He puts the solitary, he puts the lonely, he puts sons into family. You see, what God wants to do is it says that he wants us constantly to come back into a place of being restored to the original design of who we are as sons, and we are designed to be in family. He doesn't like isolation. It says that he who isolates himself rages against all wise judgment in the book of, book of uh, Proverbs. And so one of the things that I believe God's doing in this season is he's bringing us back to this revelation of who we are as sons, but it starts with a recognition that we are designed to be in his family. This is so, so important. And this is something that I've been on a journey with for many, many years, but I'm, and I'm sure many of you guys have as well, but this is something I believe that God really wants to breathe on in this time and saying, don't talk about what it looks like to occupy spaces and places in the heavenly realms as mature sons until you understand who you are as my children that you already carry a level of right and responsibility, oh, sorry, a level of right, a level of uh, authority, sorry, exousia, because of just believing, now start to believe who you are. Recognize that the spirit of adoption is actually designed to put you back in the original place that I always had for you. That, and part of that is recognizing that you are actually built before the beginning of time to be in my family. You see, he's the everlasting father because how many of you know that earthly fathers die? They do. But how many of you know earthly fathers sometimes forfeit their original design and they don't father well but he's the everlasting father because he will always be a father and we will always be his children for eternity how amazing is that Spurgeon talks about that but don't you love the fact that he is not going to stop being your dad and when we start to get this revelation that he's never ever going to stop even Hugh needs a dad even the elderly need somebody and so and so what happens is that we come into a place Oh, sorry, there was, a, there was actually a, there was a full stop there and then even had a capital E. And, and, and this is really one of the things that I feel like the Lord wants to bring us into in this time. And I keep saying the same thing, is we keep on talking about restoration. We keep on going, God's a restorer, pay back the years. And I felt the Lord say, I want you to see restoration through the lens of the restoration of the sons of God. What it looks like, what does restoration mean? It means to be brought back to the original design. That's literally what restoration means. Let me read you an amazing definition that I got off the internet. Which you got, it, the act of restoring something is, the, is literally restoring the condition, bringing it back to a former position or condition. And so this is really interesting that before the beginning of time, we were set apart to be the sons of God. And God says, okay, now you've got this. I'm pouring out this spirit of adoption on you in order that we can recognize that part of his, the main part of his restoring us is bringing us back to a place of where we're always supposed to be. Now, I'm not gonna go into pre, uh, yeah, I won't go into any of that. But, but the reality is that who do you really think you are? Do you think that you were actually sons and children before you came here? Because he always knew us. He, do you think that potentially you already had a place in heaven? And then you just pop down to do some stuff and then you're going to pop back again. Not soon. But isn't that an interesting thought? Because when I started to see who God was and I started to learn about my original design, I started to see, I'm an amazing son. He goes, yeah, you are. But what's really interesting is that I actually reflect who I'm supposed to be and it's actually Christ in me. It's just, uh, anyway, I'm not, uh, I won't overly go into that to confuse anybody. Okay, so... I had an experience a number of years ago. I've said, I've talked about this experience before where I was in a place of worship. I was in Hillsong Church, if anyone's ever heard of it before, and I was in a men's meeting in Hillsong Church. I wasn't expecting something to, to, to bowl me over, but I was in a place of worship. And as I was in this place of worship, I went into a vision and I was in the throne room of God. I was in the throne room of God. And I remember walking up the throne room, but I remember the throne room was thick with blood now you might have heard this before, but literally the throne room was like, there was a carpet on the floor, but it was like I was walking in blood. 
So I'm walking up in the throne room. I'm sure the camera can follow me. So I'm walking up and all this blood. Oh, wow, this is just like the throne room. Um, and then so, so I'm walking. Todd, if you grab a seat there, we can actually reenact the whole vision. No, I'm just joking. That was a joke. Because I was walking towards the Father. And, and so I'm walking towards the Father and I'm coated in this blood and this blood is dripping off me. So I'm like, what is this? So remember, I'm just in a place of worship. I've been taken out of my body. Now suddenly I'm in an experience where I'm covered with a thick coat of blood and I'm walking through blood in a throne room. And all I can see is this huge throne at the top. And then all I, the other thing I can see is all of the, the like auditorium seating all the way down. And I can see angels and people sitting in the seating. I'm the only person. I'm the only person. I am the Yahid. I'm the only one, I'm the, I'm the solitary, I'm the lonely one, and I'm walking up, dripping in blood, and these people, and the people, the cloud of witnesses, and the angels that are all in the, um, what do you call it, like stadium seating, what do you call that? Um, there's a word for it, anyway, it's fine, like the Colosseum, but anyway, like that. Tiered, tiered seating, and so I'm walking up, and they're all sailing the same thing over me, son, 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 son. Son, as I'm walking up by myself. Now, now, this is a weird experience because I hadn't had many encounters at that time. And so now I'm walking up and suddenly it's like, son, son, son. And then I this voice says over me, I want you to say what they're saying. I want you to say what they're saying. So I'm walking up and I'm like, son, son, son. And I said it maybe 10 times, maybe less, maybe between six and 10 times. And I dropped to my knees and I started to cry. And I wasn't just crying in the throne room, I was crying in that place of worship in the natural. And I was heave crying. How many people have, and I'm not much of a crier, I'm actually not overly uh, emotional, as, uh, if you've connected with me for any amount of time. I don't show a lot of emotion in general, that's a British thing. Is it good or is it bad? I don't know, but it is what it is. It's very, it's, it really, that British stiff upper lip thing that is not okay is totally real. It really is. So anyway, so I'm in this thing and I'm a heave crying and it's snotty and it's messy and whatever else. And, and, and I'm like, what is that? And what God did was he placed something in me of a revelation of who I was as a son. This was something that came by the spirit of adoption called the weosthea. Literally that I was a son knowing my place, knowing that I belonged I've always belonged in the family of God and that will heal every wound, heal every hurt, heal anything that's ever come as a result of maybe my father not doing what he needed to do. I mean, I'll tell you, I mean, this isn't a cathartic experience. My dad didn't ring me for 16 years, first 16 years of my life. Now that's fine and many of you guys might, might not know your dad. That's a big deal. There's a big, abs what do you call it? Gap. But in that moment, something got filled in that moment, I knew that God was always going to be my dad. Well, whew, okay, good, awesome. Okay, let's stick up the next. Let's stick up the next scripture before I start crying. Okay. Now, did I give you? Okay, yeah, we'll do this one. That's fine. Oh yeah, we'll go there. Now I had had this an experience. Um, now God speaks to me through music a lot. He speaks to me through movies. I don't want you to think about the artist here, and I don't want you to think about the band or the artists, whatever. But I, kept, I got this word, I want to break free. I want to break free. And this happened. This happened. It's okay. God can use anything. This happened on, this happened on um, last, not last Tuesday, the Tuesday before. So, so Adrian's here and I'm, I get on the stage to turn the, um, not the pulpit, the whiteboard. Excuse my excuse my inability to be able to formulate words tonight, but, but what happened was, and I'm get up here and it's suddenly like I'm doing this thing, I want to break free, and I'm like, this is just weird. And then the Lord started to speak to me and said, reminded me of this scripture. Now let's read this scripture. The creation itself also will be set free from its slavery to corruption into the freedom of the glory of the children of God. Now, did you know in that song, and it says this, God knows, God knows I want to give, break free. So I didn't even know the words, I haven't heard it for a while. And I felt the Lord say, that's creation, that's not creation song. I'm not saying creation singing queen now. 
But I felt like, I felt like that was a frequency and a declaration, really, that God was, he was instructing me on a biblical reality, that creation is yearning for the sons of God to come forth. Literally yearning, that there is a yearning coming and the creation wants the sons of God to come into a place where we actually understand who we are, where we're seated, the authority that we carry and then our tasks to set, to set creation free. And this is part of, I feel like, we're part of one of the things that we're gonna start to move into is as we start to con- connect into this revelation of sonship, God's gonna say, wow, watch what you can do with me. Watch what you can do with me. Now, I had an experience many years ago. I've, sp- I've spoken about it before. Well, I was at Todd's Block. Now, how, how many people have ever been to the block before? It's an interesting place. I used to get really nervous out there because there was no phone reception for a little while. <laughs> and I grew up in London. And you, don't, you need phone reception and so, to survive, in my opinion. Anyway, so I went out to Todd's Block. And there's, there's a cabin in the block. And I was staying in this cabin, and the Lord spoke to me. You might have heard this story before, but the Lord spoke to me, and he said, and I was looking out, and it's beautiful, because in these cabins, you can literally see out, and you can see the clouds. You can see all of this stuff. It's beautiful. I was lying down there by myself with the Lord, and the Lord spoke to me. and said, put a hole in that cloud. And I'm like, how on earth am I going to put a hole in the cloud? And he said, well, use your finger. So I'm lying down in this cabin, and then I'm like, so I'm lying down, and I'm like, okay, sure, <laughs> you know. And I did this. And suddenly, no joke, straight away, the cloud went like this. And I'm like, the heck? And then I'm, my, I'm trying to reason out of it. I'm like, that didn't, it must have been a gust of wind that came. Um, you know, it didn't really acknowledge my finger. You know, whatever. So then I'm lying there, and the Lord said, like, really, did you like that? And I'm like, yeah, it was great. Then the Lord said to me, shut the door, but don't get up. And I'm like, shut the door. This is what the Lord says to me. I'm lying in the cabin at the block, and the Lord says to me, shut the door, but don't get up. And he goes, you know what to do. And I put my hand by, beside the bed, and I felt a swirling wind come over my fingers. And I did this. And the door went, bang! And I'm like, whoa. <laughs> and I felt like Neo for the first time. <laughs> Never since, so I had to name my cat Neo. Um, so, so what was interesting is I had this experience and I was like, God, I've made it. We're gonna do a YouTube channel. It's gonna be, <laughs> it's gonna be called, it's called, gonna be called Working With Wind At The Block and, and um, and what was really funny is that, so I have this experience and I get this scripture where Jesus calms the winds and the waves and it says, what manner of man is this? This is what the disciples say, that even the winds and the waves obey him. And I was like, wow, that's so cool. That's so awesome, you know. And, and so I get this scripture. And then the Lord's, I feel the Lord's grief over my excitement. And he said, I and he said this, you're excited because you closed the door with the wind. <laughs> and I realized just from him saying that, that we were designed for so much more than that. That we were designed to actually dominate in a nice way, have dominion over creation. That I got excited because I could close the door, but the father's like, I'm waiting for my children to actually get how much authority they have and how much dominion they can literally execute on the earth to see transformation come. But it starts with a revelation of who we really are. You see, don't go trying to close doors now with wind. But the reality is, oh my goodness, how much easier would it be for us to believe that we're actually gonna make it? We're actually gonna get to a whole nother level and start to go, oh God, this is who I am, this is what I'm called to, and this is what you are bringing me into. I am a weos son. I'm a weos theo. Creation is waiting in eager expectation for me to be made manifest on the earth in this season, in this day, in this hour. There, I remember watching a YouTube video of an old friend of ours um, called Jeff Jansen, and there was a whirlwind, and he got the video camera, and he goes, hey, film this. 
And, and, you know, and, and so then he filmed this thing and he rebukes the tornado and literally the tornado lifts up over his house and then comes down on his neighbor's house. And I thought that's the way to do it. It's true, it really did. And, and what's really interesting is that we, you know, always look after yourself first. That's what, that's what I reckon, that's what I learned. And so, but what's really interesting is this, that there is, I feel like the default in our understanding is changing that there is a default changing. And when we look at the things like, when we look at creation, when we look at our charge from heaven or for our short time that we're here and we start to see how much we actually carry, starting to see that creation is saying, I want to break free. Please don't think about that too much. But the creation is yearning. It says that creation is yearning, groaning in anxious longing. How many people have had anxious longing for something? How many people you've ever been on a long bus journey and you really need to go to the toilet? <laughs> Dude, I have been on so many bus journeys. I really have. And there have been many instances where I really needed to go to the toilet. And I was in South America multiple times and we would get these coaches and you didn't want to go into the lavatory because, just because. Todd's like, Pff. You just don't do it. And you're sitting there and going, you're crossing your legs, starting to shake a little bit. You're going a bit like, <laughs> you, just, you just want to get out. <laughs> you just want to get out. Like, it's true. Uh, no, many of you guys don't know what I'm talking about, but it's true. Anyway, so what I'm saying is, or, or you know, or parked on Goodwood, Goodwood Road, it's not moving at all, and you really, really need to go to the toilet. And you know you are so far from any ability. You know, it's 5.30, and you're like, oh, no. Anyway, so the reason I'm saying that is there is a, is a random example, but there's a place of anxious longing there. But, and creation is, has got a level of anxious longing for us to be revealed because creation is craving release. Sorry for the, for the excuse there. But I'm not, but creation is craving release from bondage and decay. How many of you know that creation wasn't always in bondage and decay? Whoa, how many of you know the two creations? How many of you know, this was a few. Um, how many of you know that creation is literally waiting to be restored, restoration, brought back into the place that it was always meant to be? And the Lord is saying, I'm bringing creation back and I'm bringing you back into a place that you were always supposed to be. This is what it looks like for the restoration of all things. And we are, I believe, in the middle of that. But people need to catch revelation because revelation, just say this, revelation brings transformation and is the driver. That's what it is. It's the driver. Without revelation, we don't get the illumination and we can't manifest who we are as sons of God. I thought that was funny too. No, it's really good. This is, this is a really, really important word. Because if we can start to connect with who we're being called to be, we're going to come into a place where we're able to manifest the very thing that we're supposed to manifest. And what's the point in this talking about it? Who wants to go to heaven one day and realize how much stuff you could have actually done? How many storms you could have actually stopped? You do, because I don't. I don't want to get to heaven and realize how many things I could have done. I wanted to get to heaven and go, oh my goodness, there was so much more, but wow, wasn't it amazing when we saw that? Wasn't it amazing, God, when I shut that door? Wasn't it amazing? Wasn't it amazing? And I just feel like God is saying, come on, people, come on. Let's really believe. Let's really start to understand who you are, that yes, you belong. You belong with me. You know that I know that I belong. Perfect love casts out all fear. You're belonging, even if you don't feel like you belong you know, here, or not talking about this church, I'm talking about around people, you know, some people aren't people people, but the reality is that you belong in him. You belong in the family of God and God sets the lonely or the solitary in family. Uh, Danny Silk says, you've got to work hard, Danny Silk from Bethel, you've got to work hard for God to not put you in family. And one of the reasons that God puts you in family in the natural is because that's the way that he designed it from the beginning of time, but also it brings a level of healing to you and it's a reflection of the family of heaven. It's actually the reflection of who we're designed to be in heavenly places. And God is bringing us up into that place. He's bringing us up into that level of understanding for, that, for who we are in that place. Now, is everyone okay? No one's tweaked about the, about the, the, about the wind story. I have other wind stories, but I definitely won't tell them tonight. And so, not as, not as, not as, not as fun. It's funny. I, I do have a lot, I do have, I've had some really interesting experiences. Um, 
I've had some very interesting experiences. I had one, I've had, I had one experience where, where multiple, where I thought I was gonna die multiple times. I've, I've thought I was gonna die more times than probably most of you. And, and some of them were legitimate, but 150 of them weren't, weren't legitimate. And I just remember this one time we were on, this was legitimate, I was on a flight with Todd and we might have talked to you about this flight before. And um, we were flying to, and we've, we've, you've heard this story before, but it's, it's cool. And we were in, and I was, we were, we were flying up to, oh, where were we flying to? I forgot, oh, um, the Red Center, so we're flying to Uluru. And so we're on, the, we're on this Virgin flight. And it is, it's so windy, and I don't want the flight to, the guy to take off, right? So I'm like, don't, don't take off. We're talking about wind, by the way. And, and I'm like, we just need to leave. And then the woman at the back is talking, the stewardess on the back is talking to either her mum or someone else on the phone and says, and it says, this is really dangerous. We shouldn't be on this plane. Now, I nearly, you know, whatever. I was sitting there. Now, I don't like flying at the best of times, and I'm there, and I am peeking out. And I'm like freaking out now. I'm going like all, all kinds of white, all kinds of yellow, all kinds of green. And I'm on this plane. We're going, to the, we're going to this place. And Todd's like, just puts his headphones on. He goes, oh, I should be right. And we end up taking off. We end up taking off. And the plane is going like this. And the pilot goes, we're going to take the window. And I shout out in front of the whole plane, don't take the window. I want to go back. True story, isn't it? It's true, uh, I've, I've many, many, many things like that. That's not even the most embarrassing, that's not the most embarrassing story. The most embarrassing story I've ever got is when I swam in Bondi Beach in three feet worth of water and nearly drowned and had a five-year-old walk past me while I was <laughs> about to drown. <laughs> this is like, from Sunday and today, there's a, it's a story, it's story time. I was fresh off the boat. I literally landed in Bondi Beach. I landed in Sydney Airport, went straight to Bondi Beach, went to Calypso Backpackers, went down to the beach and said, I'm going to go for a swim, swam out, turned around. I swam out because I was a really strong swimmer and started to swim back. Have never even heard of a rip before. Never heard of it in my life. And I'm swimming and I cannot get back to the... Sure, and the more I swim, the further the shore is going away, and I start to freak out. Now, I've got conservative British blood somewhere in my body, and so I just thought to myself, there are lifeguards there, so all I need to do is wave, but I thought to myself, if I wave, they're all going to think I'm an idiot, so I'm not going to wave. So then I'm like swimming, then I realize I'm going back, and I am begging God to save my life. I am begging, I'm like at the point, you know when you're taking your last breath and you're about to die? How many people have ever been there before? I've hyperventilating somebody, <gasps> and I'm like there's some God, save me. Like no joke, like the last moment of my life, this is what I think, right? And then I li literally just turn my eyes and this little girl walked, is walking and she goes, <laughs> looks down at me and I'm like, and then I put my knees down and the border's up to here. And I'm like, oh my goodness. I can't believe I've done it. So anyway, so then I, I'm like, why? Why did I do that? You probably, people have heard that story before. But anyway, the whole, so then I walk back to the beach and people are looking at me and I'm all flustered and I'm nearly died. And the little girl's like, whatever, anyway. The reason I wanted to tell you, the reason I was saying, uh, the saying and this, this really did tie in, the reason I was saying about the wind coming and attacking the plane is because I was frigid with fear that day. I was frigid with fear. But I really believe that if I'd had a revelation, first of all, that God wasn't going to let me on a flight that he told me to get onto, number one, that's probably the first one. But the second one, that there's a place where we have a level of dominion that we can actually start to Creation itself has to yield to our assignments in God. Guess why? Why do you think creation has to yield to our assignments? Because creation, and we won't go into this now, creation wants to partner with us in its own freedom. Crazy, isn't it? Anyway, I won't go into that. Cool, okay, grab your, grab your communions. Let's get some, let's get some um, uh, pads on.
Oh, are we allowed pads? Is that all right? Yeah, good. So good. So we just want to put the pads on and we're just going to, we're just going to do communion. We're just going to thank the Lord for everything that he's done for us. He's a good God and what he does is good. But what I want to connect in, and I know there was a kind of a number of directions, but what I want to connect in specifically was this concept of we, this concept of we austere, this concept of we austere, of the connecting. Exactly. Father, we thank you for a, a, a revelation of joy. We thank you for a breakout of joy even right now. It's already breaking out. I just saw it over here. But Father, we thank you right now that you are a God who loves to laugh. You're not British. You're not even Australian. But we thank you that you love to enjoy yourself. You love to hang out with your kids. You love that your kids have fun. And even when we get this revelation we think that everything has to be so serious, you know, I'm being set in place as a mature son. But Lord, you, the Lord does everything in joy. He sings and dances over us. And so Father, in the name of Jesus, I just thank you for every person here. And I thank you that there will be an impartation tonight. fresh wind just going across here right now. Thank you for the spirit of adoption that we've received as sons. We are Thea. And we choose to acknowledge and receive the reality of that revelation tonight that it's because of what you did, Jesus, that we can be sons who are put in their rightful place. We thank you for the realm of restoration that you are bringing us into, that you're allowing us to partner with you in. We thank you that even tonight as we partake in communion, that there will be a revelation of your unconditional love for us and your steadfast dedication to bringing us into our rightful place in you, in the name of Jesus. Just, I, I just feel something in the air. I just want to pray, pray for just a couple of things and then we're going to do uh, announcements and stuff just after this. But a couple of things I really felt strongly. I pray for a lot of people that are in transition and I felt the word transition very heavily over the meeting tonight. Now I know that I don't think it's transition for, I don't actually know who it's for, to be honest. Normally I get an inkling or even an area where the Lord will lead me to, but I just felt like there was, and this isn't a generic word, it's very specific. I haven't said this for a long time in, in a service like this, but I really felt like there were a number of people and you know that you're in transition. Now I don't know, might be connected to a geographic change, change of location, change of house, change of job, but significant transition. And that's the word I got, that there are some, there's a number of people in here that are in significant transition. Can you stand to your feet if that's you? I wanna pray, I do have a grace over, over that. Wow, okay, so just half the church. Okay, great. There is, there is a, the Lord spoke to me many times um, through this, through an angel. And it was an angel called a relocation angel. 
and the angel would turn up when people were relocating. And I'm not talking about that everyone's gonna move now, but what I wanna do, what I do wanna say in that is there was an angelic assistance released specifically to, to people to assist when God was bringing them from one place to another place. So first of all, if that speaks to you specifically, if you are in a geographic transition, can you just put your hand in the air? So it's a geographic transition. Okay, quite a lot of you. Okay, I'm just gonna pray for you guys right now. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the grace of relocation in the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you for literally a, spirit, a spiritual updraft in and around those people's worlds. Father, I thank you for the angels that work in relocation. And I thank you, God, that when you speak the word, the angels then hasten to that word and prepare the way. So Father, I thank you and I declare that the way will be prepared for every person that has their hand up that feels like they are in a relocation transition in the name of Jesus. So I just speak that over you and I release that over you right now in the name of Jesus. Now, secondly, oh, 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 houses. Father, we thank you for favour with purchasing houses, favour with moving. There's people that wanna buy houses. And I know a couple of you, just put your hand in there if you're, wanting, you're not wanting to buy a house. That's literally what you're doing at the moment. You're on the road to buying a house. There's quite a few, Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for the right place at the right price. The right place, gosh, I can't even say that. The right, the right place at the right price. Wow, that's weird. In Jesus' name. So Father, we thank you for that. We thank you that the houses will be released. We thank you that there will be no more delay. And if there's any kind of demonic delay over the transition from one place to another, the word transition literally moves, means to move from one place or one state into another place or another state. That's literally what the words tra word transition means. And so Father, we thank you right now for the favour on the move in Jesus' name. Now, workplace transitions and anything to do with finance. Just put your hand in the air. If they, okay, that's, that's virtually everybody. Father, right now in the name of Jesus, we thank you that there is a new season. Oh, there it is. Wow. I'm going to receive this too financially. There's something financial in the air. I don't know if some of you, there's something strong. Father, we thank you right now for um, the transition in the area of jobs, in the area of business, in the area of entrepreneurialism. Father, we thank you right now for a new day. The Lord says there is a new day for people in the area of finance and in the area of income streams. The Lord says there is a new, I can feel it right now. Father, we thank you right now. The Lord says that there is a transition to new income streams. And I saw them like streams, but the streams had money in them, but the money were US dollars. And so Father, we thank you right now for there are, there are streams, economic streams coming from the US for the people in Australia. And that doesn't mean we have to move to the US, it just means that it's in the air. And so Father, we thank you for that. We thank you too for revenue streams that are from heaven. We thank you for kingdom businesses. We thank you, God, that you are moving people from being, from literally fixed cap income to multiple revenue streams. Father, we thank you for the transition from fixed cap income to multiple revenue streams with no limit. Right now we speak no limit over people right now in the name of, that there will be no limitation over their ability to be able to steward and create and channel wealth for the kingdom right now in the name of Jesus. The reason I'm pausing is I keep seeing, I'm seeing so much stuff and I'm seeing gold coins and I'm seeing ancient gold coins. And the Lord spoke to me about ancient paths. Just now Todd gave me this scripture on ancient paths. And the Lord says that there's actually ancient paths to, that lead to ways of creating wealth by partnering with wisdom. And so Father, we thank you for that. We release that over people in this room in Jesus' name, that we'd partner with you in the ancient paths of the generation of wealth in the name of Jesus, but it's cutting edge. It's so weird in, in the kingdom, it's a paradox. It's cutting edge, but the ancient paths. And so Father, we thank you for this digital age that we're all in. We thank you. There's some someone in here, you, you're, and I know that it sounds generic, but it's specific. Someone in here, you're processing, uh, building an app right now. And there's an app that you've been thinking about. And I really feel like that, that there is a kingdom thing on this app that you're planning to build. Who is that? Just wave your hand in there. I feel like it was someone over here. You wave your hand in there if there's an app. Oh, the app builder, oh, there you go. You really are the app builder. Wow, Father, we thank you right now. 
that's so bizarre that you're in this meeting. I literally just saw the app. You just decided to, and a new app this week, just now. Oh, he's not listening, he's got his eyes closed. You just decided on a new app now. I can just see it in the air, it's crazy. Okay, so Father, he actually builds apps, apps for a living. And so Father, we thank you for that. We thank you for that revenue stream in Jesus' name. We thank you for that revenue streams. Now, thank you for kingdom wealth. Now, if there's a transition that you're in and it's not connected to those, can you put your hand in the air? Father, we thank you right now for every other person that's in transition here. And we thank you for a level of grace, a level of vision, a level of faith to be able to step into the unknown. Father, we thank you that it says that your word is a lamp unto our feet and a light unto our path. And we speak that out right now over every individual, that your light would illuminate their path in front of them in the name of Jesus. So Father, we just thank you for that. We thank you for grace and favour over transition. In Jesus' name. And I just feel like there's people here, you've got this, this, this thing about delay. You're like, when, 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 when? And it's just it's starting to get to the level of hope deferred. And so, Father, we thank you right now for a level of healing in the area of hope deferred. I really feel that strongly. Father, we thank you right now for healing hearts where there's been hope deferred in order that, that people can embrace the tree of life, which is the longing fulfilled. So Father, we thank you that there will be a time of fulfillment right now where things have been waited or delayed in people's life. And I won't do the tag, there'll be no more delay. But Todd Todd really likes that one. And so, (laughs) yeah, so good. How many people, how many people you're in here and there is an entrepreneurial, but we're gonna finish in a second. You're literally in a place where you just, you feel like God is saying, I wanna come into this place of kingdom business. You're just feeling like this is the thing. Hugh, come and just do a corporate prayer over everybody just for favour and kingdom business. Hugh's, Hugh's got a tiny bit of experience in the area of business and um, he'll come. He had a fish and chip shop once. Thank you. Hang on. Father, we thank you for the unlocking, the unlocking of the heavenly storehouse. Lord, we thank you for those that you have called to build a business in your name, a kingdom business, Lord, that you will show them a different way to operate, a way that will bring glory to you, Father, we declare that storehouse open. Lord, that storehouse open. And for those who are eagerly desiring, Father, that you would give them ideas from that storehouse. Lord, you said you'll give the desires of our heart, but you've asked us to ask you for those back. So, Father, I give them a voice to speak to inquire of you, to ask of you. Wow. I just saw a picture of a waterfall. But the rocks had gone and the trees had gone and there was no start and there was no end. And I think it's a waterfall of provision. So Father, we thank you for that flow 
the flow, that each one would be a river and not a dam, that there would be provision that would come out of this house like never before. Father, you would give seeds of ideas. Wow. Even as people dream tonight, Father, that you will give ideas that can be nurtured and fertilised and grown. Father, you've done it before and you'll do it again that no idea would be too crazy. Father, we thank you. You you said in Deuteronomy 8.18 that you give us the ability to create wealth. Lord, in 8.17, you declare that it's done for your glory. So, Father, we ask for ideas that would bring glory to you, businesses that would bring glory to you, provision that would bring glory to you. An opening of the heavens, Father. An opening of the heavens for kingdoms, for businesses, We thank you for the provision. We thank you for a kingdom economy. Lord, that there was always more than enough. Always more than enough. Todd's just going to come and do this thing. I just want, just want to do a prayer over everybody, literally everybody. Father, we thank you for the spirit of adoption. We thank you for the word of the spirit of adoption. And we choose to say yes to being put into our rightful place in the name of Jesus. And I thank you that there will be a level of transformation this week for every person in here and watching on live stream, that literally we would feel something shift in us as we realize who we are and what we've been born to do while we're on the earth. And so, Father, we thank you for the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of you. We thank you for the angels that released a partner with us in the transformation of the nations and creation. And we thank you that tonight would be a monumental shift in many people's lives as they step into the new now in Jesus name and everybody said amen let's give the Lord a shout come on so good